We need some Zip Zap Sally, Diane. Maybe we need pumpkin pie. No! That's just going to make me, you know, that's going to make me all slovenly and slothful. I don't, we don't want slovenly and slothful. <laughs> Not on the show, Diane. This is the show. This is the time for It's 8.08 p.m. Friday, December the 9th, 2022. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane Show. Yes, lively, bouncy, <laughs> fun, fun. Why Friday night? Why Friday night, Diane? Tell the people. We've got a lot going on tomorrow. Well, Too true. much going on tomorrow morning well, to do the show. Well, to do the show. And you were. Quite I was concerned. freaked out. I was yeah. freaked out. I was like, well, wait, wait, if we got to do this and then we're going to do that and then we're going to go here and do this, what, what about the show? And you said, well, we could record it Friday night. And I was like, oh, okay. No big deal. As long as we've got enough zip, zap, zowie on Friday night. You know, gotta have some. You don't want to be all... I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. End of the day, kind of... Well, we're just sitting here... Ah, ham and eggs. ...dinking around. I don't want to be like that, Diane. Especially because we've had an exciting evening. We have had an exciting evening. Yes. I'd say that this, you know, just tonight, the last two hours of our lives have made this a literary week here in Lake Abundance. Indeed. Indeed. Because we met a famous poet tonight. That's right. That's right, people. We've been rubbing shoulders with the bigwigs. I'm going to get all snooty. Because I know I know big time, big time stars in the literary sky. Watching the constellations, you know, cycle around the heavens throwing some gas balls around the firmament you know having fun and uh you know not overpaying for it either just tell the story will you make me stop <laughs> make me make me be quiet will you tell the story you we got to know this guy as all magical stories occur they 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 come about in an unusual fashion I think yes um, as many of you know we had become friends with Hayden Reese who is a filmmaker of some renown and he has done documentaries of uh, poets and Bill found one of his DVDs a long time ago we've mentioned it before called what was this? I heard about it when it was first coming out called Every War Has Two Losers, and it was a documentary about William Stafford. And William Stafford was unknown to me before I got together with Bill, but he quickly became one of my favorite poets uh, that Bill introduced me to, uh, along with Mary Oliver and um, Gregory Orr and Jack Gilbert and Billy Collins. And but out of all of the poets, Robert Bly, out of all the poets, I really loved William Stafford and Mary Oliver. Those were my, my two, because they celebrated the the magic in ordinary, in the ordinary world. And William Stafford, after I saw this this documentary, really became one of my favorites because he's such a gentle 
kind person. But the Every War Has Two Losers DVD had two films on it, both the namesake and also a documentary about the friendship that William Stafford had with Robert Bly because they were very close friends even though they were very different temperament and people. And we watched this film many times and uh, and then found out that Haydn had also done other films. We got those films as well. Uh, one about Rumi. I guess that he had already only done the Rumi at that point. Right, Rumi and the William Stafford and then the and, Robert Bly. And then uh, he did a fundraiser for the Robert Bly and we actually uh, donated to that fundraiser because we really loved his films. But but over the the time, what, what year was that put out? It was 2009, did you say? Yeah. From the time that we first picked up this DVD and I wrote to Haydn to tell him how much we appreciated his his incredible documentaries about poets and he wrote back and and over the years we would communicate every now and then and um, until the last couple of years when the the treehouse concert were uh, going on, he started attending from time to time. Well, it was the pandemic. People didn't have a lot to do. Yeah. So, yeah. And so we actually had, we said, hey, we've been communicating. Shouldn't we have a Zoom meetup at some point? And we've had a couple of Zoom meetups and and just have really appreciated this friendship with someone that we've never physically met. But whose work we greatly admire. Greatly admire. Because he admires the work of other people that we greatly admire. <laughs> so it's a nice convergence of yeah. interests and also uh, art. But Haydn has introduced me to several different important uh, people who I admire their work. One of them being Michael Mead. I never had heard of Michael Mead. And he's local to us, which is yeah. it's just wild. Yeah. Um, but... Haydn once time just said, just wrote a note to me and said, hey, you know, you should become Facebook friends with Nils Peterson. He's, he's a really good poet, and he posts a lot of poetry on his page. So I introduced myself to become a Facebook friend by saying that Haydn Reese had, had told me that it was worthwhile to, um, to read some of his poetry, and he never said anything but all of a sudden I was a friend of his on Facebook and and so I I think I formed this friendship on Facebook a couple of years ago but have really enjoyed the poetry and then when you started doing the poetry break I would often send poems from what I read on his Facebook page because yeah. I just really liked a lot of the poems I read there yeah and uh, five days ago, he posted this poem called Not With a Bang that really struck a chord with me. I just loved it so much. And so I asked him whether I would be able to repost it. And he said that, that I would certainly could 
repost it. It was from his book, All the Marvelous Stuff. So, you know, I instantly just thought, oh, I should look up the book and, and purchase a copy of it. And went online to look for it and could not find a copy. I mean, I could find that it existed, but I couldn't find a copy for sale anywhere. So it just struck me, well, he lives locally, you know, he lives in Seattle. So maybe he's got a box of books around and, and would well, like to, to, uh, to pass it along to, you know, have us buy a book from him directly. Yeah. And so I wrote to him. And one of the interesting things is that he has commented a lot of times whenever I post anything about Tomta, uh, the, the Swedish household guardian that comes around at Christmas time and gives you an orange in your stocking, you know. I've uh, always been fascinated by Tomta. And he would, even though I didn't know him, he would always be commenting on the Tomta pictures that I'd post. And I'd think, well, Nils Peterson is writing, uh, you know, on my page and I don't, don't know him. Um, but he has a great interest in, uh, in that ancestry, uh, as well, because he is from Swedish, he has Swedish parents. So anyway, so there was some connections and, and he invited us over to, to have a drink and, conversation conversation for an hour and and we snapped up the the invitation gladly now we have a stack of four of his books here on our coffee table and life is four books better than it was yeah about four hours ago you know but he was just it was just a purely delightful hour I, i really thought he was just a very charming and gracious host and um he's 89 years old you would not know it to meet him i would not think he was that old um very sharp very uh he's a widower his his wife was a wonderful painter and his his house is filled with his wife's paintings and they're just beautiful so so it was just a lovely, lovely time, and I'm very grateful to Haydn for the recommendation. Thank you, Haydn. Because Nils' poetry really strikes a chord within me, um, much as William Stafford and Mary Oliver and all of these other poets have. So, yeah. And it's kind of interesting that all these people end up in Seattle. <laughs> Because he was not originally from this area. He was born in New Jersey and taught down at San Jose State Yeah. for his, most of his career and was the poet laureate of Santa Clara County. And um, he's, he's big time. And when we were mentioning all the poets that we liked, he was saying... <laughs> I know that guy. I yeah, know. he was... We're <laughs> friends. We're uh, friends. You know, they was, were friends of his, yeah. so... Robert Bly wrote the introduction to his first poetry book. So anyway, it was it was pretty wonderful because, you know, I, I always think about how people, uh, for, for us, these are our heroes. 
these people that are in this incredibly minuscule slice of the world. Most people don't honor poets the way that, uh, that we do. You know, it's not something like if you went into to just everyday conversation and started talking about poetry, people are not going to be saying, oh, yes, I've been so fascinated by that for the most part. Right. Except in our little slice of the world. There you go. I was going to say. Yeah. And that's why I feel so fortunate to be in this little slice of the world. Yeah, me too. It's the, It's nourishment for the soul. And the soul needs nourishing. It definitely does. And your poetry break, uh, you had some lovely surprises in that. Yeah, um, it kind of fell together last minute in a really nice kind of shape. I like it when it's shapely like that. It isn't always like that. It can be a little more scattered sometimes and stuff like that. And, you know, the shape is something that it assumes as it's happening. So I don't always recognize going in that there will be a shape, but it was nice that there was one this week. I got this little pamphlet sent to me by my friend Cindy Snyder uh, called Whispers of the Lakota, which is a, a little pamphlet put out by a, a school on the uh, Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota, and it's an Indian school that has been there since 1888, and it was all the pieces were written by students. And it was just, you know, it was maybe 10 or 12 pieces in this little pamphlet. And so I read the whole thing and it was just really, I mean, there was a tone about it that, I don't know, I can't describe these things very well in words. You got to be there. But, you know. Pardon me, I'm going to have another drink of coffee. It's on my YouTube page or it will be uh, about a half an hour. You boy. Check it out. It's good coffee. So. But the reason why we're not available this weekend. Haven't we talked about that yet? I don't think we have. My daughter Alice is receiving her master's degree at PLU tomorrow, Pacific Lutheran University. Which is my alma mater. Yeah, so we're going down for her graduation ceremony and we're going to have some food after somewhere, but I think we're going to go to the antique afterwards and my mom's going to come along with us. There might be other family people there. I think Alice's mom will be there too and We'll go have a little lunch and celebrate Alice's accomplishment, which she's been working on for the last two years. And I saw her, she called me on Tuesday. She FaceTimed me uh, Tuesday afternoon, and I looked at her and I said, you know, you look 10 years younger. <laughs> I don't know, it was 10 years. I mean, she's not, you know, but she said, I feel 10 years younger. Because she was, she's been working very intensely on this. Yeah. On this, it was, her thesis defense was on Tuesday afternoon, so. This was after that, and people had said some very nice things to her and about her after her thesis defense, so it went very well. So I'm real proud of my kid. I'm proud of her, too, even though I had nothing to do with it. Well, I had nothing to do with it either, man. She's, uh, this is all her area, you know. She's just, but I think she's found her spot because she's got such a natural talent for, uh, not drawing people out, but but making people feel safe with her. That uh, I think it's going to. She's got a master's in marriage and family counseling, so it's going to be. I think she's going to. She's going to have some work. I think so too. I think it's a it's a field that uh, needs more people working in yeah, it. Yeah, 
definitely. right now, especially in these times. So, so anyway, that's why we're not going to be around tomorrow morning. We're going to be shuffling around trying to get ourselves together so that we can go down to pick up my mom and take her to this ceremony, which is in the early afternoon. And it's going to be it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a great day, a golden day, a red letter day for the Davies. It so. will indeed. Yep. So. so I think we should, you know, cut this off early so okay. that you can get it done. And I we'll, see. I see. Yes. Have you my, know, my uh, work cut out for me and yada yeah. yada. Yeah. And uh, the music we're choosing is along the same lines as what we were doing last week. I had mentioned that at the office we can play music and and that I had found some lovely uh, music for the season that... Isn't your run-of-the-mill Yeah, not your run-of-the-mill style of things. And, And I was, since I do play this music, I was thinking about albums that I loved in the past that uh, are a little unusual. And one of the ones that I remembered was John McCutcheon's Winter Solstice mm. album. And we've actually played one of the songs from this album on the show before because he wrote this pretty touching story. And pretty famous that, song. A pretty famous song that actually was a true story that he brought to life uh in this song called Christmas in the Trenches. But the whole album is delightful. And I was thinking, man, instead of playing that song, it'd be interesting to play one of the other songs. And lots of different instrumentals on the album and lovely versions of them. He has a lot of instruments on the album. and. Um, and the the one that we we chose is a medley of two songs, Christmas Day Ida Morning, and um, and it slides into Bring a Torch, Jeanette Isabella. Um, although in the on the album version it's in French, <laughs> but uh, it's. Uh, it's just a lovely little piece and yeah, nicely arranged. Yeah. And so I hope And there's some pretty pretty jumpy stuff on that record too. He does some pretty lively arrangements. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And one of the songs almost sounds like like a country hee-haw type yeah. of thing, but in any event, um, I hope that you enjoy this as much as we do.